This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good afternoon. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Thursday the 18th of March. In your Sport Today, Hockey Roos coach Paul Godoyne resigns and allegations of sexual abuse in UK football. Plus the Motorsport World farewell Sabine Schmitz and round one of the AFL kicks off tonight. All right, let's dive in. Just four months out from the Tokyo Olympics, Hockey Roos coach Paul Godoyne has resigned after an independent review found problems inside the team stemming from his leadership. The inquiry was called for when problems surfaced back in December, Jim. Yeah, there were allegations of a toxic culture with bullying between staff and players and between players themselves. Godoyne is the latest in leadership departures after the high-performance director and assistant coach also left in recent months, Greg. The review panel interviewed more than 100 people and found, amongst other things, the need for better standards of leadership, the need to foster mutual respect and trust, and a better sport-life balance. The report made 29 recommendations, and Hockey Australia said it's going to fast-track changes with Tokyo just around the corner, adding that change is already underway. The Hockey Roos are back to second in the international rankings and the team will be going for their fourth Olympic gold. So it'll be interesting to see who takes over leadership in the run-up to Tokyo, Jim. From one inquiry to another and a report into allegations of sexual abuse within football in the UK was released this morning. The landmark inquiry has found the nation's football association was wrong to delay the introduction of safeguards and child protection policies for children playing club soccer between 1970 and 2005, Jim. The review was commissioned when allegations of child abuse were made against former youth coach and scout Barry Bennell in 2016, and a large number of other allegations across multiple clubs came to light that year as well. It's a big report, Greg, 700 pages long, but the takeouts are that eight professional clubs failed to act to protect their young members, that victims were pressured to stay silent, and some specific reports were made about incidents at clubs as well. The review noted the FA's overhaul of its child protection policies after the year 2000, but said there was room for improvement, including more spot checks of amateur clubs. The Football Association, Premier League and leading clubs have issued formal apologies and agreed to accept the inquiry's recommendations. The recommendations haven't been overly well received by the Offside Trust, though, GEM, which is run by survivors of abuse. They shared in a statement their deep disappointment, saying the recommendations would have been blindingly obvious to anyone back in 2016 when the Bennell case broke, and the recommended changes should have been made without waiting for a 700-page report. Former racing driver Sabine Schmitz has passed away aged 51 after battling a long illness. Schmitz was known as the Queen of the Nürburgring, aka The Ring, a notoriously dangerous and demanding track in Western Germany. She was the first woman to win the famous 24-hour race there and won it twice, but it's not the only reason she had the title gem. Yeah, the reason I remember Schmitz in The Ring is because she was a bit of a regular feature on Top Gear, a show that I grew up watching and I loved. I remember the time she raced the course in a diesel van and managed to get it out at only nine seconds slower than Jeremy Clarkson's time, which was was good fun. <laughs> and when there was a changing of the Top Gear host in 2016, Schmitz was brought out as one of the core team regulars who took over as co-presenters. 
The Top Gear family have paid tribute to Schmitz overnight with former presenter Richard Hammond saying the ring has lost its queen and the BBC saying the next episode of the show would be dedicated to Schmitz. Round one of the AFL kicks off tonight, Gem, with the traditional round one opener between arch rivals the Carlton Blues and the Richmond Tigers tonight. The reigning premiers of the Tigers are tipped to win and fans will be able to watch live at the MCG tonight for the first time in a long time, Gem. Yeah, it's a big moment for the AFL after the rough and tumble of 2020. There hasn't been a live game at the G since July 2020 with all those border closures and teams having to relocate and the whole game being suspended for months. AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin says he's excited to get the rhythm of the community back and have a pie at the game. There's of course also talk about who are the premiership favourites this season, Greg. On top of the Tigers, all eyes this year seem to be on Geelong, Port Adelaide and Brisbane. We'll chuck a link in the show notes of who is playing who when in round one so you can check out when your team is on. And as for the prediction on this year's AFL Wooden Spoon, it looks like the Adelaide Crows and North Melbourne Kangaroos might be vying for that spot. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update or an event to pop in your calendar. Gemma, we have supercars here in Australia, not NASCAR, so we don't get the same level of spectacular crashes. But this weekend, the supercars heads to Sandown, and it does have arguably the most dangerous corner in Aussie sport, which the cars take at up to 270 k's per hour. So in celebration of that, yesterday, supercars.com posted an article with the eight most famous crashes at Sandown's Notorious Turn 6. We'll put a link in the episode notes. My recommendation is to check out Todd Hazelwood's crash from 2017. It's a doozy. I just can't believe they all come away pretty much unharmed from that. It is wild. (laughs) Yeah. So, Greg, some people might remember the Tiger Woods video game series. It was a super successful partnership with EA Sports for 15 years, which ended in 2013. They tried to revamp it with Rory McIlroy in 2015, but the reviews weren't so positive. Yesterday, 2K Studios, who develop a wide range of sporting games, announced a long-term partnership with Tiger, so he's already back into golf, sort of. He'll be an executive director on the games. We don't yet know whether or not they'll be named after him, though. Yeah, I played a lot of Tiger Woods in the early noughties. (laughs) And that's all from us here at Sport Today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.